What's up, everybody? I'm Dr. Peter Bolden. And I'm Dr. Craig Spodek, and you're listening to the Bulletproof Dental Practice Podcast. Simply the best podcast in dentistry designed to help you maximize your practice and your life through four pillars of success. Leadership, team culture, marketing, and financial freedom, and everything in between. Now, let's get to it. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Bulletproof Dental Practice Podcast. Uh, Pete and I are very excited today to have Erica Pierce, who is the executive director of a charity, a dental charity called All Star Smiles. Um, welcome, Erica, to the show. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. I'm a pleasure to be here. Where are you calling? Where are you coming from? Where are you located right now? I am outside of Asheville, North Carolina. Oh, pretty nice. area. Yeah, it's cool. 42 degrees right now, frost advisory, so we're feeling the... Wait, 32 you said? 42, 42. Uh, yeah, I'm in Salt Lake City. It's cold here too. I'm at a, like some hotel here in Salt Lake. But, uh, and Pete's coming from his living room, which is good to be on a Wednesday. This is, this is hardly my living room, but... Oh no, your private office, sorry. A room in your house. Wouldn't that be uh, weird? Yeah, that would be weird. Anyway, um, uh, we're excited to have you here because Pete and I both adhere to the idea that um, the get, the getting is in the giving, and that when you have a charitable uh, philosophy and uh, course value in your practice, rewards are paid back uh, innumerably. So um, I do wanted to give a little bit of background about All Star uh, All Star Smiles for those that don't know. So um, I, I got to get my ears straight, but uh, I think it was like 2014. The injury happened for John Carlos Stanton. Was it 14? Yeah. So in 14, uh, John Carlos Stanton. He used to play for the Marlins and now he plays for the Yankees. Most of the sports people know that. I'm not a big sports fan. I don't know anything about sports. Uh, I'm just proud that I know he's a baseball player. But he got hit with a 95-mile-an-hour fastball to his face, broke his teeth, and um, he got sent to me through a couple of colleagues in the industry. Um, we repaired his teeth. A couple months later, he got a very large contract, a uh, $325 million contract. At the time, was the most um, it was the largest contract ever awarded in the history of sports. I think it's subsequently been broken. Um, but part of the contract was that he had to do some charity, and he uh, gave us a call and said, hey, I want to do charity. Are you, are you down to do a charity? And I said 100%. So we came up with All Star Smiles. And then Erica Pierce came on as our executive director. And uh, the, the goal of the charity is to eradicate uh, children's dental pain because the number one reason why a child will go to the hospital and the number one reason why a child will miss uh, school is because they have dental pain. And we all know as dentists, when a child or a, someone goes in with dental pain to the emergency room, there's not a whole lot that they're doing for you. Um, they might uh, give you some antibiotics. Uh, they might be able to call an oral surgeon in to do an extraction, but if you just have a rip and toothache and need a root canal, um, at least in the emergency rooms that I know, they're not going to really do very much for you. So Erica, let's talk about how you got involved and talk about uh, what, what excites you and all that good stuff. Yeah, thank you. Um, well, I got involved shortly after the inception of the idea of All Star Smiles, and I love that story. It's so interesting, and it really speaks to the... Um, fact that when people, how, how easily people can connect um, when you're talking about doing good and giving back to the community. So I love that. And thank you for that, um, that story. But um, what really lights me up, obviously, is um, giving dental practices an outlet to boost their practice through. And I feel like that's so, uh, just so important. Um, there's intrinsic and extrinsic value and benefits to 
supporting charity and um, you know some of the obvious are like the tax deductions and probably that's the most immediate way that you would see benefits of donations and having these events you know you won't necessarily see your impact in the community right away but at the end of the year you'll quickly notice your tax savings right so that's always out there and a good one but what really um, what I really love talking about is how it boosts company um, and practice culture and team morale and I know that's something that you guys lead with is putting your our team above all else and there's no better way in my opinion to do that than by supporting a charity and actually having one of these charity events hey pete let's talk about you for a second when did i know that ads cares came about within the last couple what was it a couple years now what when did it start what was the inception of that how did that get started for you <clears throat> it's probably been i probably a couple of years yeah and so we were doing very uh so ADS Cares was a program. Erica, I'll give you a little context and the and the listeners. <clears throat> I wanted to kind of fill a couple of boats. I was I was doing giving on my end just personally from from my family position. And I said, you know, there's gotta be a way to kind of involve my team. And as you know, studies will show that you the more you can align your team with your vision and your culture and just think that they're they feel democratically involved with, it helps it helps, like you said, with the culture and stuff like that. So every month, if we hit certain benchmarks from the business. Every month, we we vote on the charity that means the most to us. And so, so if someone has a, a personal story about, you know, leukemia, their father, whatever it may be, right, they put it into the vote and the team votes on it democratically to see who we're going to work for uh, and and deploy that to, right? Mm-hmm. And so, so if, so let's say it's, it's actually sent out in a survey monkey. And so let's say there's four, four uh, charities that we want to get involved with. That will happen, like I said, if that trigger point of the business benchmarks uh, from a financial standpoint happens, then we write a big check. We make, you know, it becomes this big celebration at the end and everyone feels like they are being philanthropic themselves, even though it's not coming out of their pocket. It aligns them with, with a mission bigger than themselves. I think that's healthy for everybody to do. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's been a really cool thing that we've done. Actually, one of my, but one of my uh, best buddies wrote a book. His name is Chris Tuff and he's the millennial whisperer. And that story is kind of featured in how you will, um, you know, his, his whole thesis of his book is, is learning how to communicate with millennials because they, they want, and they feel, you know, they're not motivated by money the way Gen X was, or some, most aren't, you know, it's more, it's more, you know, they, they're more of a tribe. They're more of a experience thing. They're more of a purpose. Well, they want meaning over money. Meaning. Well, From sometimes, an and that's a sweeping generalization, right? You can't, you want me to get uh, want me to get Mark, Mark Cooper back on Mark Cooper no, back I, on to show you? Show no, you. Erica. Just so you know, I, I made this conversation about millennials, and we had this guy on in Dr. Mark Cooper, and he ripped me to shreds. He's like, "I'm going to give you some unsolicited feedback right now." He goes on the, off on this tangent, just because I said, "Hey, millennials tend to like this." He's like, ah, "You're he was just he, he ripped me apart." But a lot of people came to my defense, by the way. They're like that was really unfair of him, but I took it. It was all good. Um, yeah, a lot of but studies do show that millennials yeah. of different generations crave meaning. Like my generation, we were good at showing up to work, Gen X, and and making it look like we were actually working when we weren't, or feigning that we were interested. Millennials don't do that. They don't they don't BS as much. They will. And again, we're speaking in sweeping generalizations, but they do like to work for a why, yeah. and that's why I think charity for a younger workforce is more important than let's say it was in my father's 
era or or my era. Well, look how popular social media is, right? For the generation. It's popular for all of us now, but even, you know, it was kind of born in the era of more millennials. They were raised on that. And to have social impact, right? And then have it being talked about on social media and then being recognized for it and then being aligned and being proud of the team, the, the, the practice that you work for that does provide that. It's like this virtuous cycle that is a, is a is a nice feedback loop, and it feels good all the way around. But like I like I tell people because I've had other dentists ask me like, well, that's you know that's you know that's not possible for me. I said, well, okay, well, when is it possible? You know, if you're doing a hundred thousand now, if you if you do one hundred twenty five next month, is there two thousand dollars, a thousand dollars of discretionary money that you could deploy towards this? And I'm like, well, yeah. I'm like, okay, we'll set the benchmark to where it's healthy. Everybody has to win, meaning. The team has to win, the business has to win, and the owners who took the risk have to win. And of course, then the charity can win. But like, if it's not a you know sustainable model, then it yeah, it then you don't want charity to become from a place of like, ooh, this is painful for me to do, and I don't really like right. doing this. It has yeah. to come from a place of celebration. Mm-hmm. Yeah, celebration and that's what, for sure. And there's no. And that's where we got into it too. I, I sorry, I'm just gonna just add one thing to what Pete's saying. You know, we all got into dentistry to help people, and then the reality once our practice owner sets in of HR, payroll, you know, malpractice and all these other realities that set in and we tend to get jaded over time and having a charity event or a charity endeavor, charitable endeavor is a way to set the barometer back to, um, to focus on why you get into it in the first place. We just completed Freedom Day, which is uh, last month we worked on veterans and it was just, it felt really good to give back. And it, 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 it is great marketing. If nothing else, if you, I mean, it shouldn't be taken as that, that the main spirit of it should be to give and giving will make you happy and fulfilled. But the marketing that can come out of it is. is it's a gold mine. It's a gold mine for sure. And there's no, there's no denying that, you know, the millennials really have driven this social responsibility movement, depending on what source you read at 70, between 70 and 85% to report that they'll choose and spend more with brands or companies that support a social cause. So that's fantastic. And so, um, you know, I see culture directly related to connectedness. When I say that, I mean, like, how connected is your team to its teammates, its practices, purpose, or mission, and its patients? When you have a, a high or positive company culture, I mean, everybody's in flow and doing what they love to do. And who doesn't want to devote their skills, time, and energy to a place that they feel connected to, right? There you go. So, mm-hmm. There you go. That's perfect. Well said. Well said. But I do believe, and I, I hate to keep coming back to the generations, different generations value different things. And I'm really happy, um, you know, when people do complain about the millennials. I, I hear a lot of older doctors, I guess my age and older, saying that the work ethic is different. And uh, and it's just because they don't have, they haven't differentiated their practices to stand for something beyond just making money. I think it's really important and incumbent upon the people that are listening that might have a practice that doesn't have a set of core values or at least an operating agreement of what they stand for. Mm-hmm. Draft that. You have to have that there's no coincidences pete and i developed very different practices alone without each other's guidance and then met each other three four years ago and like started to pick each other's and we still do this i say hey pete do you do this he's like yeah of course i do that i'm like there's no coincidence there's a redundancy in the way pete designed his practice and the way i did not a redundancy but a, a similarity we both arrived separately but in a very similar place there's analogs for, value. for sure there's, there's so many analogs our hygienists were just together this past weekend and out in uh, a meeting that uh, pete introduced me to in Nashville 
and that I got, I heard so much synergy in the way they operate, their core values and ours. It is important that you, you have that. If you don't have that, I suggest getting. And, but, and- I, but I think, Erica, back to what you're saying, I think alignment is one of the missing components of high performing teams and philanthropical endeavors or missions can, can be one component of, of creating that, right? Yeah. Where it might be, where it might be a void. So if, I guess what I'm saying is if, if you don't feel like your team is aligned, you know, if you're a dentist listening to this and it's like your team is, you know, there's subgrouping going on and it seems super fragmented. This may be a strategy to do good by doing well. It absolutely is. And um, maybe to take a step back, you know, one of the things that um, I repeat over and over to practices that I I heard from our uh, nonprofit advisor is that um, if you don't write your social narrative, somebody else will write it for you. Yeah. That sounds like a Pete Bolden thing to say. Yeah, yeah, I'd say it's <laughs> well, true. It's very, that, that can come right out of his mouth. Yeah, it's it's so true. And you know, to take it a step further, when you have that narrative or mission and you put it into action through charitable giving or having a charitable event, then you are landing and opening up a marketing goldmine. <laughs> At the end of this year, we'll be entering in the year 2020. 2020, everyone associates with perfect vision. Wouldn't it be cool to start your year off with perfect vision and clarity for your practice's trajectory? Heck, even other aspects of your life? We are doing the summit early in the year for this very purpose. As practice owners ourselves, we are bringing tips and processes that helped grow our practices to scale. Learn from people who have done it, not just preach about it. So join us in Houston at the St. Regis, February 28th and 29th. We've negotiated amazing nightly room charges at $179. Even if you've been to a summit of ours before, do not miss this one. We're going to be focusing on digital marketing, including social media. Hope to see you there. Here's the funny thing, Erica, you know, and I know we're talking about giving in the context of dentistry, but I think one of the funny things I see is I have dental colleague friends of mine who are very charitable, but they give from just personal and no one knows about it, right? Mm -hmm. There's no celebration. There's no alignment. And I think there could be a a nice arbitrage of like, just convert that into your practice side and let other people be involved for the win so that they can feel that. Absolutely. It creates... Brand equity, you know. Brand equity, and, perfect, yes. Right, so it's the emotional connection the public mm-hmm. has with your practice. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you're not marketing that, then you're losing out. And the, the you know, well, let me ask you this, um, Dr. Craig, let me say this, Dr. Craig. So what do you think your patients think about when they think about your practice? Um, well, the easiest way to answer that is I read the Google reviews. So if you want to know what your brand is, listen to what other, how other people interpret it. Um, you know, you could set out to say that you're the fastest or the most convenient, but if your Google reviews say that they're waiting really long and that it's more, you know, uh, so the Google reviews remark about the, the culture most often, oftentimes the family, the way they, the way they feel, the way that everybody feels aligned and the way they feel treated. I mean, when they're good, when they're bad, of course, it's, there's a commonality there too, but the good, the good side is that. Yeah. And I'll speak from my perspective, being a patient of Sportac Dental Group, um, before I was ever employed, you know, with all-star smiles, I'll tell you exactly what I thought. Like if somebody was mentioning at my previous employer about wanting a dentist or needing a new dentist, I was like, oh my gosh, of course I spoke to the skill and professionalism first, but then I led 
with, and he has a lead certified building. It's state of the art. You have to see it. It's crazy. And he also supports local artists. He has, you know, uh, almost like a art gallery, um, you know, supporting mm -hmm. local um, artists in the building. And he does these amazing charitable events. So all that stuff is, is your social narrative. And um, that's what people like to talk about. And like I said, if you're not marketing that, um, then you're definitely missing out. And these charitable events are great. If you do it right, they are the fallout to a charitable event is a gold mine. You have, you can create social media content, you know, and pepper it out through the year, reminding people of what it is that you've done. Um, you know, the photo and video assets, patient uh, and participant testimonials. And then there's, you know, of course, traditional media opportunities. They all speak to that narrative. So I think it's also important. A lot of people, listen, there's one thing to there's, there's different types of giving and Pete, you touched on something that kind of resonated with me. Your friends that do really good things with no credit, you know, there, there's something to say about, um, you know, giving and helping people and not getting any acknowledgement for it, you know, and, and, and one of the things that if you, you, if you want to give from a place of authenticity, give to children. Uh, and that's why I love All Star Smiles is because the kids don't write these notes. They don't tell you how much they appreciate it because, you know, doing hardcore dental work on kids when they're in pain is not sometimes easy. And I think when you when you give and you get really very little direct feedback from the person you gave, or if you give anonymously, it's actually you giving from a, a, a deeper part of yourself. You're 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 acknowledging yourself, and and I think it's a, a more a genuine and, and and deeper sense of fulfillment when no one else knows. And that's a cool way to be. But also for those that say like, yeah, I do a lot of good stuff, but I don't want to put it on social media. I would I would challenge those people to say why not? Because you never know who's watching. Like you know, Pete and I were minding our own business, running practices for decades between us, not doing anything. And all of a sudden we realized, you know what, we should start a podcast and just start paying it forward and giving all the stuff that we know for free to help our professional professions under attack. Hence the reason why the bulletproof, we feel like there's bullets coming from all different ways. And, you know, there's a conversation that can naturally go on in our own heads. Like, why are we, who are we to say this? Who are we to do that? And, and who are you not to do that? You never know your conscious and unconscious leadership is always around you. So conscious leadership is what you say, but unconscious leadership is what you do. And when you show people what you do, do you give permission to other people for them to follow in your footsteps? And as long as you're doing it right, you should put it out there and maybe inspire the local dentist or your, comp your competition or the local businesses to follow in your footsteps. ADS Care should be out. All-Star Smiles should be out because it's telling other people like, hey, this is the standard that we believe business should rise to and you should as well. And I think yeah, it, it puts, there's no you know, shame in, in, like you said, the getting is in the giving. Yeah, you come from a place of, of you know, authenticity and share it for you know, for the purpose of inspiration, but there's no shame in saying, hey, listen, you know, we're doing great things and we're proud of it. I mean, why not? Um, it is beneficial to, you know, the community and the practice and, and everybody involved. So, But I'm not going to lie to you. Sometimes when, when I'm having a down month or a tough time at work and we have a charity event coming on, I'm paying the team, I'm thinking about the numbers. My brain, I'm sure Pete, you could admit to this too. We go scarce sometimes. We're human. So we have a scarce moment where we're like, oh, you know, should I really, should I really be doing this? You know, I should be holding on to this money. I should be investing this money in a, a new piece of equipment. And that's, that's normal. And that's normal. And I feel that way. And Pete, I'll, I'll speak for you because you share with me. Pete feels that way too. But I it, had it, to do that, Craig, because I would, uh, every month, if it was just me secretly giving, I could justify anything. I'm saying like, ah, oh, it's going to be a tough month. Next month, let me hold on to these funds. But if I publicly declare and I involve my team into it, I can't, I have to be authentic with that, with that plan. Right. So I can't say accountability, accountability. Absolutely. Because I could always justify like, ah, oh, uh, you know, and I gave a lot last month. Let me just, let me hold back this month, right? It's like saying you're losing weight to yourself. <laughs> <laughs> or no, saying you're on a diet, right? Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. And then getting up in front of a whole bunch of people like, I'm going to lose 30 pounds by, you know, six months or three months from now. It's a different, it's a different thing. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's true. Um, well, when you have these, when you're, when you're doing something, whether it be every month or you're having, you're having like annual events, they really create strong traditions, which promote a sense of pride and ownership in the practices culture. So even if you're not, you know, you are, um, you know, giving out monetarily, but the gain is, you know, tenfold. And, mm-hmm. and but that- you, know, you become like, like anticipated events and I guarantee you that there's you know there's uh, team members in your practice that you have no idea like they have these unhidden talents and things like that and it's events like these where people really get led up and you get to see another facet of that individual and it leads over into the culture it's really beautiful so Craig I would also venture to say that, that that's one of the reasons you know one of the probably many reasons you and I have very low turnover too right mm-hmm. is because yes there's benefits meaning like health benefits and stuff like that that we provide and you know you give away free lunch which which is crazy, but good, I'm yeah. saying that like, you know, that, that feel good, it, you know, other, a lot of practices don't do this is what I'm saying. Right. And if you're going to switch jobs, like you have to, you have, they have to calibrate all these things. Like, oh, look at all this cool stuff I get over here versus like here, they're just paying me more. Right. But I get these feel goods over here and I'm, I'm getting taken care of and I'm taking care of other people you know, physically with what I do every day and then, and then working hard, deploying discretionary dollars towards philanthropic. So I'm saying that like all these little things add up to, you know, making, making our teams and our lives better is while we're enabling other people because we're having less turnover, there's happiness going on, there's alignment and you're doing good by doing well is what I said already. So yeah. And there's a lot of people that there's a lot of people that uh, make a lot of money and they're freaking miserable. Money is just one um, ingredient in, in fulfillment. You know, obviously you need it and and that's important, but you know, we always talk about patients in the absence of value, people shop price for a patient. So if you can't differentiate yourself as a dentist, they're just going to go down the street. Practice. A, a practice. Yeah, I, I'm sorry. If you can't differentiate yourself as a practice, the patient's going to go down the street and go to a guy with a coupon for a $500 implant, even though in practices like Pete's and mine, you can barely buy the implant in the box for a couple hundred bucks, never mind place it in someone's mouth for that. And it's the same thing for team. You know, in the absence of anything that's differentiated in your workplace, someone will leave you for a dollar more. Why right, not? Right. And, and when you have a common cause, people tend to get along better. You know, we talk about teams and teams are really one. And we, I used to talk about this a lot, like maybe a year and a half, two years ago when I was working more with Chuck, but he would always say teams are groups of people organized around a task. So everybody talks about like the highest level of practice management would be to have a team, to have a group of people organized around a task. But Chuck Blakeman would postulate and push back on me and say that the best thing is to have a community and a community is a group of people organized around a relationship. Communities tend to get better than teams because mm-hmm. teams are like, well, that was my thing. I kicked the ball to you. You didn't kick it in the goal. So, dude, I, I I gave you the layup. You didn't you didn't you didn't get the dunk. But a community is like where you all take care of each other. And one of the community building aspects is to have common values and beliefs. Pete and I have very common rules and beliefs and values. That's why our relationship is good. Erica, you and I have the same thing. Everybody that you have a good relationship with, it's because you share the same rules and beliefs, same values. Erica, and I have a question for you, well, Craig. When you're done, I'm sorry. I thought you were done. No, it's, I was going to go like five more minutes. It's fine. <laughs> That's all right. We'll get, I'll catch you off then. Um, Eric, I think sometimes people too, and, I, and I've been guilty of this, but I've had friends and, and colleagues even who are like, ah, you know what, what I can give isn't going to be enough. And so they feel like it has to be this massive deployment, this massive load of funds. And like, 
So granted, Craig and I probably give more than the average practice because of the scale we have, but it's commensurate to, to what we do. So meaning Craig, I actually implemented Blairsville Cares too, because it worked so well that I actually did it in my PPO practice that I own, Erica, but it's a much smaller amount, but the effect is the same, right? And so I think I, where I'm going with this is I'm, I'm trying to say like, if you're not doing something, just put a chip on the table in terms of like doing it. If it's if it's a hundred bucks, 300 bucks, whatever it is, just get in that mentality and I would inc- incorporate it you, to do it. I would encourage you to do it through the vehicle of your team so that everyone can partake but it, it, I think the amount is is irrelative as what I'm trying to say I, I agree with you I mean every little bit helps it's so cliche but it's so true mm-hmm. um, and donations are a huge um, you know help but um, what really in our case speaking for all-star smiles what really uh, supports us and our charity is building an alliance of charitable dentists so we have an affiliate dental mm-hmm network where um, we offer really a turnkey approach to having these events where I hold your hand and give you all the guidelines and consent forms and everything that you may need to hold um, a a successful uh, charitable event um, in your own community, in your own practice, with your own team. And it's um, modeled after really successful events that Dr. Craig has had in the past. Oh, that's cool. I didn't so, know that. I didn't know you had a, you had that kind of someone to you know implement that. You're the implementer of helping other people get involved absolutely. with All Star. That's awesome. Absolutely. How would how would someone way. find out? Like if I, my team wanted to do it, like how how do you? What's the best way to do that for someone? Um, you can go to our website allstarsmiles.org, um, and at the top there's a Get Involved tab, mm-hmm. and there you'll see the, all of our guidelines. You can download all of the consent forms, all types of um, patient consent forms, everything that you would need. Mm -hmm. Um, First, what you would do is register to be an affiliate dentist where that would kick off a call with me, kind of, you know, really evaluate the practice and what um, the scope of service you'd like to offer, how big of an event you'd like, you know, keeping it completely customized to what it is that you're um, wanting to um, wanting to offer. And hopefully, you know, like I said, do an annual event. Um, February and October are great times just because um, it's Dental Health Awareness Month and Children's um, Health Awareness Month. So um, those are really great times to do it. But anytime, um, any size is amazing because, you know, we're definitely part of the solution of eradicating um, childhood tooth decay, but we can't do it alone. And we want to make this a nationwide effort. So that's why we're creating this alliance and this network of charitable dentists. And by the way, the reason, like if we go all the way back to like the beginning of our charitable endeavor, it was Dr. Dudley in my practice, Tiffany uh, Pete. Um, she said, let's go do a Habitat for Humanity build. So we were up on a roof like this like 15 years ago, or maybe 12 years ago, rather. And we're smacking nails into this house. And we started talking to the owner of the house. And she was working right alongside with us. And she's like, what do you guys do? What do you, why are you guys here? I go, oh, we're dentists. And she's like, oh my God, I have the worst toothache. I've had the worst toothache for so long. I can't afford it. And I was like realizing what a gross misappropriation of our talents because we're, I'm a dentist and we're dentists. We're smacking nails into a roof and we have the power to help help heal and everybody can give money. And I think it's cool that, you know, we have, you know, charitable audience and dentists that can give money. But if you see one or two kids or three or four kids on a day uh, as, an, as a part of an all-star smiles program, you can change that kid's life forever and money can't buy that. So a lot of the listeners, a lot of our people, our core, core audience are people that are hungry for learning. They're already the top 1% of dentists. Even if they're not there yet, they're learning, they're listening. So they want to grow. 
well? And what a way to help transform the life of a child in that instead of going to the Medicare clinic. And by the way, even though you may say there's Medicare and they can get their treatment done there, if you've gone to many Medicare clinics, I can't speak for all of them, but they're not like our own practices. So if you can provide the level of comfort and care and compassion that we do in our practices to a child who can't otherwise afford it, I think it's just a transformational experience for them. And that's the spirit of the charity. It was not just to give access because there is access for those kids, but to show kids what dentistry can be like the transformational uh, experiences that we provide our patients. So uh, it doesn't have to be big. It could be an hour of one day, of one day a year. It could be two hours of one day in one year. It could be one kid. It could be 10 kids. It doesn't matter. You change one kid, you you know, it's a whole, you've really done more than just life, touch one life. Mm-hmm. Pete, let's do it. You want to do it? Do what? I'll put you on the spot. I want you to get, I want to get you involved one day in one of the locations. That'd be yeah, cool. yeah. I mean, I, I your think, team would be all over it. I think we've got a big, uh, uh, yeah, we would. I'd, I'd love to. I think it'd be cool. It'd be cool. You know, it's cool too, by the way, every year, Year, I've had my children there. So Sage, mm-hmm. uh, Amzi, uh, for those of you who don't know, uh, Pete's got a, a daughter named Amzi. Amzi and Sage, my daughter, are friends. Uh, it's really cute. <laughs> that the family's all involved. But Sage is right there with kids, with you know, holding their hands. They're scared. They're crying. But there's another. There's a beautiful thing when a, when a nine-year-old is holding a nine-year-old. You know, my mm-hmm. daughter, the nine-year-old, is it, Amzi would eat it up, man. She would eat it up. And yeah. kids do really well, and they're holding each other's hands. And you hear my daughter saying, "It's going to be fine. My daddy's really good." And now, like my daughter. So not like literally on Sunday, she was eating. She's like, daddy, my tooth is loose. Can you take my tooth out for me? She's like, I'm not enjoying my food. So I grab her. I pull her tooth with a paper towel and she's bleeding. She's like, she's fine. But she's gone through so many. And my wife can't handle it. My wife is like, I can't be in that freaking room. I'm so scared. But my son and my daughter are right there with those kids. Um, And it's just, it's really cool for our families to see that. What better way to show your kids character and caring than to have them involved in something like that. Bring your family, bring your kids into your own office and do that. Um, you know, what you do, Peter, with ADS Cares is absolutely wonderful and inspirational. And it's another level of actually doing it and providing the services that we can, collapsing those domains of just the money and the talents. It's cool that we can do that stuff. So we'll get AMZ on it. Love it. Erica, anything so, else you want to add before we uh, before we wrap? I know we're being sensitive of, of time here. Yeah, um, I think we've covered a lot. Um, I did have one point that I wanted to kind of back up and add to, and that was when you were talking about turnover and how company culture, uh, you know, really affects that. Um, But I also want to look at when, you know, a practice is in the, you know, recruitment stage of, um, of, of growth, that having a positive company culture, practice culture really attracts a higher caliber talent. Um, so that's always something to keep in mind too. So it's not just retaining, but it's also the recruitment business um, part of it too. Like you said, you know, um, being worth more than, than a paycheck. It's those fringe benefits, those intrinsic benefits that people are really looking for these days. And those are the type of people that you really want on your team, you know, because they're going to perpetuate that culture and add to it. Yeah, I think that's great. So attract and retain, and that works for both patients mm. and team members absolutely absolutely yeah it's so true man it's so true Uh, i think eric i think i just called you man but it's okay yeah i I, I call michelle my assistant bro all the time it's so funny it's like because i'm so familiar with her and i work with all the time she's like did you just call me bro i'm like i'm really sorry i did that (laughs) (laughs) exactly 
<laughs> well, Erica, thanks for spending the time with us this morning. I, uh, you know, it feels good. I'm glad to get kind of have these these conversations for people so that they can hear the uh, the benefits of what Craig's doing and All Star Smiles and kind of the ADS story again, the ADS cares, and just maybe maybe it will inspire someone to either get involved with it with All Star Smiles or you know make their own kind of uh, you know philanthropic alignment in their own practice, whatever that means. You know, like I said, it can Absolutely. be small. And as the practice grows, maybe that it can grow commensurate to that. Yeah, but I think it's that, a, sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, I just think it's a good. It's a. It's just a nice awareness that you've raised today, and it's a nice. Um, it's a thanks. Yeah, I just want to thank you for your time. Thank you. It was my pleasure. Yeah. So if you're interested, we'll put uh we'll put the uh, allstarsmiles.org website in the show notes and get involved. Erica's great. She's uh has a passion for this, and she she just really cares, and uh, that's what makes it so special. So I hope that uh we get people um coming over and joining the cause, and or like Pete said do your own thing as well part of me we 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 started with a beach cleanup like nine years ago it was like three people with a trash grabber and that's cool that um, a couple buckets and and I, we made a t-shirt and then i'm really proud just this past uh, september we had like hundreds of people and it was bigger than it, it, it we called the sdg beach cleanup but now it's like delivery dudes and yeah. surf rider foundation it's just huge and you know, listen, be the spark that starts something huge and um, get out of the way and let it grow. And that's my hope for All-Star Smile. So thanks for your time, Eric. All right, everybody. Have a great day. Craig, be safe and warm. Actually, Erica, same with you. And yeah, yeah. thanks again, y'all. Y'all have a great day. Okay, take care, everybody. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Bulletproof Dental Practice Podcast. If you got any value or insight from today's episode, we ask for your help. First, review us on iTunes. It creates awareness to help others find us, and it literally takes like five seconds. Second, if you want to stay in touch with announcements and updates, text the words BULLETPROOF, all one word, to 345345. We promise not to bombard you with spam text. Also, don't forget to check out our upcoming Summit 2020 registration page at BulletproofSummit.com. We're going to be focusing on digital marketing, including social media. Do not miss this one, for real. Thanks, y'all.